So, okay, sin totally destroyed relationship with God. God desires relationship with us all the time. Sin didn't change that. So God sends his son Jesus. Sends his son Jesus for the sake of us being able to have forgiveness of sins, freedom, and salvation. And it's only under and by the name of Jesus that people being saved, that the sins are being forgiven. And so Jesus realizes that I need to choose some men who are going to go out to all the world and they got to preach my name. So he chooses the 12 apostles, more disciples after that. And he's banking, Jesus is banking on these men that they're going to get it right because remember, only in the name of Jesus are people being saved and God wants every single human person to be saved that they may know him. So he's banking that these apostles are going to get it right. That they're going to go out and they're going to preach the good news. Now, Jesus also realizes that the only way they're going to get it right is that the apostles have to completely rely on Jesus. That Jesus is the one that's going to have to be in control of everything. And so they send, this is why they sends them out two by two. Because before this, right, I mean, at this moment, the apostles, the disciples, are just watching Jesus. They're watching Jesus heal, preach, deliver, raise the dead. They're watching. They're bystanders. Now Jesus is like, okay, get in the game. I'm going to send you out. You're going to go do what you have been watching me do this whole time. Go figure it out. I remember first year in seminary, we were sent on a poverty immersion Two by two. Now, you didn't know where you were going or who you were going with until hours to maybe a day before they gave you a bus ticket and dropped you off at the station. I was sent to San Francisco. That bus ride was 28 hours from Denver to San Francisco. And we were sent to a terminal care facility where we were to take care of men with hep A, hep B, hep C, AIDS, all different types of disease as they were dying. Now, we were with the Missionaries of Charity, and the Missionaries of Charity love to just throw you into things that you have no idea what to do, and they just believe that everything's going to work out. So, about two days goes by, and they need us to go to the pharmacy. Now, uh, I've never been to San Francisco, let alone driven in San Francisco. And then I also grew up in an age where, you know, GPS, right? Like I use my phone to find out where I'm going. We don't have phones. We have nothing because all we were able to take was a backpack, $75, and that's it for 30 days. And so they hand us a map and say, well, you need to go into the Tenderloin. Now, the Tenderloin is literally the worst and most dangerous part of San Francisco. The highest crime rate, the most drugs, most prostitution, cops don't even like going into this place. So they hand us a map, which I've never ever used in my entire life, and they say, go into the town that is the worst place in all of San Francisco, and by the way, I need you to get the drugs that the guys are selling on the side of the road on the pharmacy. 
So we get in their van, and I'm praying to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, you're the only one that's going to take care of this right now. I have no idea how to get there. Now, one of my friends who's with us, right, the actual guy that I sent with, he's from Kansas, small town kind of boy, farmland. City life is not his style. I at least had some idea of city life. And one thing I knew about city life, do not have a map on the road because everyone will know that you are a tourist. It'll draw attention to yourself. So I told him to put the map away. We'll figure out where we're going. We finally get there. Had to, draw, had to stop seven blocks. We finally get to the pharmacy. And we get the, basically all the, all the drugs, everything we need to get to bring them back to the patients. And I'll never forget because every single corner, there are drug dealers and there's prostitution over here. And I'm like, looking at them, I'm like, listen. I'm like, his name is Ryan. I'm like, Ryan, I'm going to be dead honest with you right now. We have to walk against the wall. He's like, what do you mean against the wall? I go, because an attack will only come from three directions then, instead of four. If I walk in the middle of the sidewalk, that means someone can attack us this way. We gotta make sure we sit in the wall. He's like, all right. And so I'm like, we're gonna just book it. Dead straight. I go, you don't talk to anybody? You just go dead straight, right back to our car. And the whole time, from in the car as we're driving there, we're praying to the Lord. Because again, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what's going to happen. We realize we're in a really dangerous situation. A lot of bad things can happen. On that walk, we're praying to the Lord. Hail Mary's our Father's Lord. We need you constantly talking to the Lord. Lord, you're in control. You're going to take care of this. And as we get to the car, we see there are three men on our car, like sitting on our car. <laughs> This is not going to be good. I'm like, all right, Lord. And I was like, Lord, you got to take care of this. Like the whole time, from the moment of getting the map in our hands to getting the actual, like, like the drugs that are needed for the men, right, to getting back to our car, to even finishing the whole reality of these 30 days of all these experiences, this was only two hours of a 30-day experience, and they were all very much like that. And it was constantly having to ask and to rely on the Lord. And as we get to the car... Right? I literally was like, Lord, you just got to take care of this. And I was like, hey, guys, how you doing? And they're like, oh, hey. They just walked away. I was like, thanks be to God. I didn't know what to do. I was like, hi, just say hello. You know, be nice. People like nice things, you know. So the whole reality, I remember as I'm doing this and day goes by, I am just like in the chapel super struggling with the Lord because I'm like so uncomfortable. I'm constantly put in all these situations that I'm uncomfortable. I don't get it. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And it's not fun. It's uncomfortable. And then bam, it hits me. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. This is the whole point. The whole point of why I'm here is to be put in situations where I can't rely on myself. I'm put in situations where I have to rely on Jesus. The only way that I'm going to get through this is if I rely on him. I'm put in a situation where I'm uncomfortable, where he has to be my comfort, where I don't know what to say. He will then give me the words to say. I don't know how to act in this situation. He will take care of it. He will protect me. He will be my guide. All of these situations, and then I realized this is also what the apostles, the whole point. He's going to send them out into situations, and they've been watching Jesus. Now they're the ones that have to do it. They're the ones that have to pray. They're the ones that have to, in the name of Jesus, cast out, have to preach the word of God. They're the ones in that moment now where they're going to be faced with these situations where before Jesus did it all. Now they're the ones that are going to have to do it, and they need to rely on Jesus. Sometimes I think, my brothers and sisters, we have too much of a comfortable spirit, like a spirituality, too much of a comfort in the Christian life. We're too comfortable. Right. The closest I've been to God so many times in my life is when nearness to God is a necessity. 
I'll say it again. The closest I've been to the Lord so many times in my life is when nearness to God is a necessity. When all you have is the Lord. When you have to completely rely on the Lord. And many times, brothers and sisters, when we find ourselves in uncomfortable situations is when we're going to have to experience to rely more on the Lord than on ourselves. And so the Lord Jesus knew that the only way this was going to work he had to make sure the apostles would completely rely on the Lord, and so he had to send them out. He had to put them in situations. They had to get you had to experience their own weakness, their own struggle, the reality of it's not without Jesus, it's going to be impossible. They had to have Jesus to be in control. So too in my own situation, how difficult and it was beautiful and amazing. I look back on it, but it was super scary. But I only got through it because I relied on the Lord Jesus, not myself. That was the whole point. And though you might not be called to go on a poverty immersion, you might not be called to be sent out two by two and to proclaim the gospel in the same way that Jesus called his apostles to, we're all called to live uncomfortably. Because the Christian life was never ever meant to be comfortable. If it was, we wouldn't rely on Jesus. The only way that the Christian life actually makes sense, the only way we experience the closeness of God is if we are in situations where we have to completely rely on the Lord. And so we're all called to have some form of uncomfortability in our lives where we can't rely on ourselves, particularly in sharing the gospel, right? In proclaiming the gospel, we have to step out in a particular way where you can't rely on your words. You can't rely on, on your own actions, your own abilities, because it's too difficult. You have to rely on the Lord. That's what it's about. And so though you might not have those experiences, there are things that you can do on a daily basis that will assist you to have to rely on the Lord more, right? So for instance, has anyone ever, like raise your hand if anyone's ever asked you to pray for them. Raise your hand. Okay, uh, raise your hand if you prayed for them right there in that moment. Good job. You guys have heard me talk about this before. Good job right? So, okay, listen, if you've raised your hand, you need to keep doing that. If you didn't raise your hand, that's what you need to do, right? Because it's really hard a lot of times. People are afraid. I don't know what to say. I don't know how they're going to receive it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. You're not supposed to know what you're supposed to say. You're not supposed to know how it's going to work out. You're not in control. That's the whole point. The whole point is that you're stepping out and you're going to pray for that person and you have to rely on the Lord to give you the words and to allow the, allow the Lord to work in and through that situation. That's the whole point. My brothers and sisters, we, when we rely on the Lord, that's when we'll experience a greater closeness to him. We will rely more on God when closeness to God is a necessity. But if we don't place ourselves in situations where we're uncomfortable, where we need the Lord so many times in regards to the Christian life, you will not look for him a lot of times, unfortunately. There's something about, my brothers and sisters, we have to step out in our faith on a daily basis. Little small things that we can do that can do assist us to move into a place where we're always relying on the Lord. Where we recognize that I can't do this myself, but I can with the Lord. And sometimes we have to step out. And so again, Jesus knew that the only way this is going to work is I got to have them completely rely on me. So I'm going to put them in situations that are uncomfortable for the sake of them being able to experience me as their comfort. So brothers and sisters, you will rely more on God when the, when the nearness of God is a necessity in your lives. 
And when that necessity is there, you will experience a closeness to which you always desire. Amen.